0: Only uh, if I talked to her that day. What if I talked to her that day? Why uh, didn't I uh, talk to her that day? These questions uh, troubled our boy so many years, and these are the reasons why. Uh, uh, why this? Uh, why the story is being told here? That was the last day uh, the boy saw the girl for the last time in his life. And after that year, the boy left that particular school and took admission in some other school for his uh, senior secondary education. That is uh, 11th and 12th standard here in India. After passing from that, he uh, took admission in a a reputed uh, university. Uh, for his chemistry honours but fortunately I should say uh, just as he was uh, about to uh, join the first semester for his college first year uh, he was met uh, with an accident and uh, was hospitalized for about uh, two years the reason why I said uh, fortunately is that uh, the accident was probably the best thing that happened to him because because of that He, uh, I should say, he uh, converted uh, to Islam, or he was introduced to Islam first, and then he converted. Now, I'm not going to talk about the circumstances uh, which uh, led him uh, convert to Islam in details, but uh, it goes uh, something like this. Uh, Just as the first semester of the university was about to start, he was met with an accident. Uh, For this, he was hospitalized for about two years and during this time in the hospital, he uh, chose uh, to uh, disconnect with the world in order to uh, find the true meaning of life, you know, the true meaning of reality. Why did he uh, did what he did? He was born a Hindu, but uh, he wasn't uh, very uh, religious at any point in his life. Was this the reason uh, that happened to him in, uh, uh, in the first place? uh that just because he didn't believe in god he was met with uh, such a fate now an important point uh, to uh, note here is that he chose to disconnect with the with the world at this point you know disconnect totally from internet uh, what's happening out there in the outside world disconnect totally from his friends relatives he was only contact with her uh, his uh, near family so that you know they know about his uh, situation and he chose to disconnect uh, from everything because uh, Because, you know, contemplation and and pondering regarding the creation and the creator, you know, it cannot be uh, achieved uh, when uh, we are all surrounded by uh, WhatsApp, Instagram, Facebook, friends, colleagues, relatives, day-to-day lives and uh, things uh, that surrounds us. You know, the person needs silence uh, within him and silence around him in order to really a contemplate regarding the creation and the creator, you know, and uh, there is a beautiful uh, quote uh, by a great one of the greatest Ali allah hazrat bayazid Bistami rahmatullah and he said uh, i haven't seen any lamp shining more brilliantly than the lamp of silence so uh, when he got disconnected from the world he actually uh, thought about everything you know what's the purpose of life why were we created why is he here is he a good person or bad what did he do to deserve this? All these questions kept on popping up in his mind and he, he wanted answers. So uh, he started reading, you know he started reading about world religion. he had a netbook on which he uh, downloaded about uh, hundreds of uh, books from holybooks.com uh, talking about all major to minor world religions except Islam. you know At that point he realized that uh, well Islam mm, you know Islam can't be the truth. You know, I mean, we all know what uh, Islam propagates, right? You know, that's what he thought at that uh, moment. So he read and read and read about, uh, uh, you know, many, many months and came to realize that uh, there was uh, something missing from, from every single one of them. Uh, you know, some made more sense than others. But in general, there, was, uh, there wasn't there was one religion that uh, uh, that he could say that, okay, yes, this religion, whatever it propagates from beginning to the end, it all makes perfect sense, you know. That he could say that, okay, this religion is for everyone. Be it for poor people, poor farmer in India somewhere, or some shepherd living um, uh, in the wilderness of desert, or some uh, someone living in remote towns of Siberia or Antarctica or anywhere in the world, it belongs to everyone. If there is a God. You know he is the god of everything it's not just the god of the indians of the or the pakistanis or or malaysians or, or americans or, or uk or whatever it is okay he is the god of everything and he takes cares of its creation in, in 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 every way and there wasn't uh, any one religion that fits all the criteria that he had in his mind and he had lots of conditions for a religion to be uh, perfect in, in, in all sense so you know, days went by like this until he realized that he should, uh, you know, he should give Islam a try. Because, uh, I mean, after all, it uh, at that time, it had around more than uh, 1 billion followers worldwide. And there must be a reason why, you know, such huge amount of people follow this religion, he thought. And also in his uh, high school, uh, he had many uh, Muslim classmates who were his uh, close friends. And he never had any issues with uh, any of them. Every one of them uh, were... Uh, uh, quote-unquote uh, normal kids so he thought uh, okay well let's uh you know he should give islamic books a read and um, he did so for a few days he uh, read uh, islamic books of islamic faith like uh, english translation of quran and some, uh, some famous hadith books and he uh, read some convert stories and it was it was starting to make uh, some sense everything was starting to make sense because here's the beauty of islam islam is i believe uh what you uh you know what you make of it meaning it can be the easiest uh, thing to understand in the world you know allah ilaha illallah muhammad rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam no god but one god and the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is his prophet it can be very easy or it can be very difficult to understand like uh, when you uh, dive into the teachings of uh, islamic eschatology metaphysics and philosophies like uh, you know the works of hazrat ibn Arabi and al Ghazali, rahimatullah So Islam has so much to offer. It depends on the uh, student how much can they acquire, and uh, from easy to hard. Easiest being the basic fundamentals of a deen, and the hardest to understand are uh, philosophies of uh, various um, interpreters. So at this point, it was. uh, all starting to make uh, some sense in his mind that islam might be uh, the truth but uh, still this guy our guy wasn't sure he still uh, was at this point he was still inclined uh, more towards uh, uh, buddhism and uh, so one day he was reading uh, one of the books and then uh, one of the hospital staff came and he asked him you know what are you doing what 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 are you reading and he told him everything like he was so much interested in religion and he wants to know the truth, he wants to get to the truth. And that hospital has staff, although, okay, and now here's the irony uh, although he was Hindu by religion, he said that uh, there is uh, this uh, famous uh, uh, Muslim Alia Allah shrine nearby, and it is very popular among the locals, and thousands of people visit uh, this uh, shrine every day. Now, uh, this is where it got interesting. You know uh, the things that uh, this hospital uh, staff guy told our boy uh, by the way uh, the location is somewhere in Uttar Pradesh and uh, uh, I'm not gonna disclose the exact location but all of this is happening somewhere in in UP India and by the way if you don't know uh, where Uttar Pradesh is well Uttar Pradesh uh, is where uh, the Taj Mahal uh, the Agra is okay in India so the things that uh uh, this uh, this uh, staff guy told our boy he just, uh, he just couldn't believe it he said that uh, you know that's uh, impossible that cannot happen in the real world I mean come on all this life all this um, you know he only heard about uh, this quote uh, truth is a stranger than fiction and now this hospital staff uh, member is telling him that telling him things that are actually way way stranger than fiction which are literally impossible to even fathom in your uh, in your wildest imagination how can anything how can something be happening in the real world the thing that we can't even imagine in our wildest imagination that's uh, that's so impossible that's what he thought and uh, from that day he uh, left literally he left uh, reading everything and focused his attention on just one topic Uh, which was uh, the sowoof uh, also called a sufism and he kept on asking the guy more and more about the location tell me this tell me that at one point the staff member said that hey hey you know uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not an expert on the place or the subject here, and uh, you should go there and check it out yourself. And uh, he wanted to uh, do that as soon as possible, but uh, he couldn't because of his condition. Uh, he still uh, wasn't uh, able to properly walk on his own and uh, needed uh, some time to uh, recover. And uh, so, just like that, uh, being curious, being impatient. Uh, like that, and two months passed and our boy was finally able to uh, go uh, to that uh, shrine on this uh, on his own and see whether the things that he heard uh, were actually true or not. And the day he entered the place, that shrine of the great alia of Indian uh, subcontinent, Bari Pakahind, Pakohind, that day was the day uh, for him when the light overtook uh, the darkness in his heart. When the truth was clear and apparent uh, from the falsehood, that was literally the day that he became a Muslim because he knew, he felt the sweetness of Iman is in, in, his, uh, in his heart that day. Now, what happened to him there? What were the things that he heard? Uh, why was he so excited to go to that place? Uh, what were the magical things that were going on in, in that place? I'm not going to talk about that because the, the guy especially told me on special request that uh, he wants to... Uh, he wants to keep this part of the story private and not tell anyone. And I respect that. But uh, yeah, it is. In a very uh, strange, a very special way. It's, it's, um, it's beautiful, you know. Uh, that, I must say. So, uh, whatever happened there, it changed his life forever. I mean, that was the day he became a Muslim. And people, they uh, they think that you become a Muslim by uttering Shahada from your mouth. Uh, I don't believe that's the case. Uh, Yes, by uttering a shahada, you make it official, you know, verbally that now you're a Muslim. But in actual sense, uh, you become a Muslim the moment uh, Iman enters your heart. The moment you have accepted La Ilaha Illallah Muhammad Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in your heart, the moment you accept that, uh the 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 moment you accept that you become a muslim and that moment uh, can come in a minute or it can take days or 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 a month it all depends on the person by the way so the moment iman enters uh, your heart alhamdulillah you are a muslim and he felt that he felt uh, that for the first time in his life the the sweetness of iman that day uh for all of you who is listening to this if you uh, were muslim by birth then most probably you wouldn't uh, know the feeling of uh, kufra in your heart and uh, i must tell you this that uh, it's not a good feeling you know i can't i can't express what it really feels like uh, but i can say this that uh, you, know, you might uh, feel content in your heart doing some certain things but that feeling is in no way comes near to the feeling of sweetness of iman you know heart with kufra in it will always have this this uh i can't I can't express it, but uh, uh, this strange emptiness, this strange, uh, huge gap. Trust me, he said, you know, he told me that uh, you don't know what it feels like to have Kufr in your heart. Uh, It's a a strange void. No matter how much uh, good you do, no matter what good you do, it uh, it doesn't go away. And when Kufr is replaced with Iman and emptiness just fades away, he, he, he surely, absolutely can tell the difference because now he's content because because as the saying uh, in uh, one of the popular hadith goes, you know, he has tasted the sweetness of faith, uh, who he who is content with Allah as his Lord, Islam as his religion and Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as his Prophet, Sahih Muslim. So he told me that uh, this translation uh, from Kufr to Iman, he told me, you know, only the reverts uh, or the converts uh, knows this this difference only those who reverted to islam knows what's the difference of a feeling uh, you have in your heart now from when you had in the time of uh, jahiliyyah you know so that was the day he truly accepted allah as his lord islam as his religion and prophet muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam as his prophet and that day he decided to uh, uh, stay at uh, this shrine for some days and decided to know more to 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 study more to experience more uh, So uh, he uh, booked a room and stayed uh, there for some time now while uh, he was uh, living near the shrine his uh, His pondering his contemplation his, his imagination took him uh, to the past and uh, he asked himself as to uh, You know why Allah? Why did you guide me? Why out of all uh, the people that I know, uh, why me? He was, he was not even half as good as uh, so many other people uh, that he knew around him. And actually he was uh, not at all uh, good in any manner. But out of so many people, Allah chose to guide him. And that uh, put him in this uh, guilt zone, you know, why, why me? Why a wretch like me, he asked. Why, even after he said so many bad things about Allah in his uh, times in Jahiliya, Allah still guided him? You know, he told me that uh, once he was uh, about around, I think, uh, 10 12 years old, someone uh, near his house uh, was giving azan, the call to prayer from a masjid, and he still uh, remembered that uh, he said such a bad word to Allah that I, I can't even uh, say here uh, that day. And uh, he still remembers it uh, to this day, and I feel ashamed uh, that he he used that uh, derogatory word uh, for Allah, and yet after all that, Allah still guided him. You know, our guy, our guy used to hang out with the people uh, in his uh, jahiliya period. Uh, who were uh, so uh, anti-Islam in, in many ways, like, uh, you know, they used to say that there should be total racial uh, segregation and we must not mix with them and uh, in any way, shape or manner. He used to hang out with uh, people like these, but, you know, yet, uh, Allah still guided him. Even after, you know, run, uh, running away from Islam and giving no chance to it, Allah still guided him. even Even when he thought that, you know, Islam can never be right for you, Islam can't be the correct way of life, Islam can't be the truth, And yet even after all of that, because of the Rahmat of Allah, Allah still guided him, you know, during all the time when our guy was running away from the truth in his own way, Allah was not only, now please uh, listen to this, during all the time when our guy was running away from the truth, uh, Allah was not only guiding him uh, to that same truth, but he was also protecting him from the bad things of the world in his ways. And him uh, falling in love with that girl was actually Allah's way of not only protecting him from the evils of the world, but also uh, he, he wanted to uh, to get closer to him. Because uh, uh, there is uh, there is a very popular saying that goes something like, uh, if Allah wants to be closer to you, he breaks your heart, you know? And there's a there is a beautiful hadith, Qudsi uh, that says, uh, where Allah says, I am with the broken hearted and now the picture was clear if if it wasn't for this girl he knew that uh, he uh, he would have uh, involved uh, uh, himself in many bad things during his time in that school he knew that if it wasn't for uh, her he uh, he would have involved himself with some other girl easily and uh, would have done something uh, something unethical that uh, would bring shame to him in the time when he converts that is if he did uh, convert uh, to islam in the future uh, he, he knew that and uh, he knew that if uh, if it wasn't for this girl, he would have uh, been in uh, bad companies of kids uh, during this time and would have done uh, such things that uh, he would later on regret uh, throughout his life, you know. All those five years uh, that he loved her, he didn't even realize that she was actually uh, making him a better person day by day. Because this girl was an angel in his eyes as if she she was sent down from heaven just for him and he, he wanted to to be as good uh, as possible to present himself to her as a good you know kind generous loving caring uh, a person not indulging in in useless uh, things she to him I must say this it's uh, it's uh, sound ridiculous but please try to understand this uh, she to him at that point in time is what Allah is uh to a muslim or a mu'min now i know it's a bit exaggerated uh, actually it's a lot of exaggeration to say this but please uh you have to uh, see that we are talking about a guy who don't believe in uh, tawheed at that time at that moment she was everything you know uh, when a true muslim uh sends he uh, he knows that his rab his creator is seeing him and uh, then he he feels ashamed after that just like that, he also uh, felt that he must never do anything during uh, six, seven hours of school time. He must never do anything that would put a bad picture of him uh, in her heart. He, he respected her so much. You know. During that time, he never respected anyone more than he respected her, even his, uh, his own uh, parents. And now in the shrine, he knows that, uh, you know, he's thinking that, Ya Allah, you put a guardian angel in my life to protect me from many sins. And in return, I ended, and I ended up hating that same person for uh, five years. And now thinking all of that, he was again in the guilt zone as to why, why did he hate her? Why did he hate her for five years? He, he should be thanking her for, for all that she did. She was, she was a blessing in disguise. He was, he was literally ashamed. Why did, why did you hate this girl so much? you know while this was allah's way of safeguarding you in uh not just one but many ways and even uh when he was sinning and was in kufr allah was still making uh, sure that he don't uh he don't uh, fall in uh, bad things and uh, that heartbreak was actually a blessing in disguise for him to to uh, get closer to allah because when the accident happened he was uh he was heartbroken he was his spirits were broken, uh, along with along with some bones, obviously, and uh, and now meek and weak and broken and and in pain. He was he was ready to uh, submit to the to the will of his lord. Now I want I want you to look at this uh, other scenario. Uh, it's very important. Uh, it would be something like this. Uh, he would have proposed to her someday. Uh, she would have said yes. Uh, They both uh, would have passed from uh, school and preferably uh, college together, uh, gotten married and have kids. But most probably, most probably, the guy would have still uh, been in Kufr. And uh, being in Kufr is the thing that a true Muslim, a true Mu'min despises the most. Above everything, above every worldly love. Uh, There is a hadith, by the way, in Sahih Bukhari that says that uh, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Whoever possesses uh, the following three qualities will have the sweetness of Iman. The first is the one to whom Allah and His Prophet Sallallahu become, becomes dearer than anything else. Second is who loves a person and he loves him only for the sake of Allah. And the third is who hates to revert to atheism as he hates to be thrown into uh, the fire. Sahih Bukhari. So seeing that the girl is still an idolater right now Uh, I mean right now I mean uh, the the recording of this uh, the podcast I mean the guy also would have been most probably an idolater right now which the future him (laughs) that is uh, that is him right now absolutely don't like at all and the second scenario which actually happened uh, was uh, he was heartbroken, changed school, and forget about love and and being in love and all that, and then just focused on his studies and did his thing and got into an accident and 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 uh, found Allah, mashallah. Now during the time in the shrine, he's uh, thinking about uh, these two scenarios uh, and uh, which one is um, you know sounding better for him, and and now he knows in that in no way after knowing the truth, he wants to go back to the first scenario, and now again he wants. Uh, he was, mashallah, he was again in the guilt zone, uh, but in a good manner, you know, thanking Allah that uh, he didn't uh, fulfill his wish of the first scenario that, uh, you know, fortunately, fortunately did not happen. I'm going to end this episode uh, with a Quranic verse, uh, which is an absolute gem. All Quranic verses are absolute gem, but uh, this one in particular fits the whole uh, situation. Uh, chapter number two, verse number 216, Allah says, <laughs> Uh, perhaps you dislike something which is good for you and you like something which is bad for you. Allah knows and you do not know. With this, I come to the conclusion and the reason why this story is uh, being told here, guys. And what's the message here? And the reason and the message is uh, our unconditional love. Thanks for listening and I'll see you in the last episode of this series.